This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 43. Today on our show, Amy Yazbeck. The, what, the man who wrote Robin Hood Men in Tights and pitched it to Mel, and then Mel wrote on it with his with his guys, Rudy DeLuca and like his guys, was my dentist who told me, my son gave me a suggestion for a movie, which is what if it was Robin Hood and it was a, and it was a, a comedy. And so they, he said, oh, wrote this thing. Yes, Amy Yazbeck, Cincinnati native, Blue Ash to be specific. You'll find out what high school in just a few minutes. Uh, but the great thing about Amy Yazbeck, if you're a fan of movies and TV, is she's been in a couple of big things, Problem Child 1 and 2, Robin Hood Men in Tights. She was on 70 episodes of Wings. And then she was a working actor. She's been a working actor pretty much since the mid-'80s. So that means she's been in TVs and movies a couple uh, every year just about ever since then. So what happens eventually in this conversation is Josh goes through her IMBD page and lists a project, and then she tells us a quick little anecdote about it or about one of the stars in it. And she's not really dishing dirt, per se, but just has some funny anecdotes and remembrances of, you know, of certain people, including her husband, John Ritter, the late John Ritter. And then she also talks about the John Ritter Foundation for a aortic health, which is one of the things she's closely involved with, obviously. And be sure to listen toward the end of the interview for that 20% off code, which you can use at Cincy Shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com. And uh, well, let's not waste any more time here because this is a, it's a long conversation, but it is great. Here are Josh, Darren, uh, and I talking to Amy Yazbeck. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at cincinnati.com in Cincinnati. You guys, yeah. today on the podcast is Hollywood royalty. That's right. That's right. That's fair. <laughs> yes. You don't have to kneel. Get up, get up. That's so embarrassing when they do that. <laughs> Amy Yazbeck is with us. Today. Oh, hey. yes. Who? Clap it up, you guys. Amy Yazbeck, uh, Cincinnati native. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Ash. Blue Ash area. Blue Ash native. Mm-hmm. Ursula? Ursuline? St. Ursula? St. Ursuline? I'm out of here. Uh, Ursuline. Okay. What's the difference? Let's let's jump in right there. What's the difference between <laughs> Ursuline and Saint Ursula? Uh, they even though they sound alike, they were started by two different orders of nuns. Okay. And um, that's all I know. Somehow I had it in my uncle. My mom's uncle was Monsignor Charles Murphy, who was anybody here Catholic? Mike. Mike oh, is barely retired. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Recovering. Um, and he was the vicar of religion, which is the, the boss of the convents. So, master of nuns. I've been saving that for years. Hello. This is why she's here. Yeah, I'm um, and so I had like a little bit of an... an and in, but that was for Summit. I went to Summit Country Day School. You did? Did not enjoy it. Speaking of rusty buckets, as we were driving by the rusty bucket yeah. on the way here, I was thinking, this is exactly where when the bus would go past that, I would go, mm, mm, my, I was so 
unhappy at school all the time that I would get like so nervous to go there. Why? Um, it, just not a good school learning education at type Summit? person. I yeah anywhere, but but Summit was tricky. It was very small and inf it's different now, but. There were like boys and girls together until fourth grade, and then the boys were in a different school than the girls, and there were 23 girls in my class, and they've been the same 23 girls <laughs> since I was in, and I was, and I was, Blue Ash wasn't as fancy as it is today, and I had to take a bus that like picked me up at like six o'clock in the morning to like pick up all the kids that were not right in Hyde Park. See, and it was just a little, to, was a little snobby. Uh, I went to St. Bernard snobby. High School. Yeah, do you like that? Which was public, also very tiny. But we are we were the same size as Summit. So we played sports against Summit, Cincinnati Country Day. Oh, you did? Yes. And so to us, like even just going to Summit was like, ooh, there's the Summit kids. This is so gross. <laughs> and that's what I that's what I did. That's what I hated about it. And but for but for high school, I went to Ursuline, which was walkable from my house. Not that I ever did. You, you still took, got a ride. But I just I find it hilarious that you, like, I don't know. Is, is that it, I was nervous at school? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was undiagnosed with ADD in those days. It was just like, sit in your freaking chair. And they they, at Summit, they taught French. All I remember from French class was... Asseyez-vous and fermez la bouche, which is basically sit down yeah. and shut your mouth. Yeah, fermez la bouche. Yeah, a lot of fermez yeah. la bouche. <coughs> My mom said that a lot. Did yeah. she? Is she French? But right? Really? That's all I ever heard. Yeah, I was but, the same way. I was like, you know, like looking back now, it's like I can see the seeds of comedy were planted because all I remember from... Spanish and French was like I would pick my my French and Spanish names. I'd pick like the funniest sounding names. <laughs> right. Like Pepe was my sp Spanish name, and and I said Jock, but you know it was Jock Strap. Jock. Yeah. Oh. Jock Strap. Yeah. Jock Strap. <laughs> but again, it Very was. Very nice. You should say that one for Carson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Daily? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lately. Homer. <laughs> this is the Cincy Shirts podcast. But when did when did you catch the acting or performing bug? Toilet seat. Oh. Just kidding. That's not really how you catch the acting bug. <laughs> um, at the brass ass. <laughs> Went there, and you can get a shirt. Can you get a shirt from there? I you think you can get a, make so. a brass ass shirt? There's some business. We got to make that connection. Oh, they are? Yeah. Let's go after this. They open for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go grab a nice lunch and uh, see if they're up for a deal. I'm down. I'm down. I, I don't know that I ever, like, it was just being the baby baby of the family. Like, my brothers and sisters were 18, 16, 14, and 12 when I was born. So it's almost like my mom brought home, like, here's a here's a monkey I found on, <laughs> you know, at, <laughs> At Shilato's, come and play with it, and I was so I was just kind of like the entertainment. I think that that's it. Or so that's the next oldest from you is twelve years older than you. Yes. Wow. My brother Jay. Wow. He's probably at Ribs King right now. <laughs> that's his thing. He was even in a commercial. Mm, he was. Yeah. Really? For Ribs so King. So this is a family thing. The is Ribs it? King. No. The, <laughs> yeah. the acting the thing. Entertainment. He. I don't know. Yeah. I think they just. He was sitting there when they were filming it, and they swung around, right? No, it was set up. It was set up? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That voice you hear uh, is uh, my 
dear friend Mike Ciliox, which is how this whole thing kind of got started, was I met you through Mike. Mike and I worked together. Uh, Mike is my nephew. Is your, He is your nephew mm-hmm. in the uh, IT business before I decided that I didn't want to be in the IT business. Yeah, you kept telling me, yeah, I think I'm going to do this comedy thing full time. I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Going to give all this so up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're fun. It's funny he's got me off his hands down, but. <laughs> Good luck with that. And then look at you. And look at you now. Look, look at, at you, you just now. soaring. You're just look bright, at your wings. shining star. You're our okay. star. All right. Well, that's the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, we just randomly had a conversation one day, and he was like, my, my aunt, at the time, he was like, my aunt was on wings. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And that's. I, I remember being blown away by that because even at that time, by like, wings, by the that that you were his aunt. Aww, you know, it's got that's so fantastic. I mean, it's that's so crazy for it's, someone I like love me that. with aspirations of making it in the entertainment it's industry. It's called Aspergers, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. This is what it's like to talk to her on the phone. Oh yeah, so there's, <laughs> we never get anything done. Um, and the reason we talk to each other on the phone is because. I have a foundation um, in the name of my husband, my late husband, John Ritter, who died of an aortic dissection. And it's to raise awareness about aortic dissection, raise money for genetic research. And we have teams that do the marathon, not me. Um, and it's called Team Ritter. And guess who makes my shirts, bitches? Cincy Shirts. Cincy in the Shirts. House. That's right. Yes. So go Team on. Letter. But thank you so much. No, but I'm, I'm serious. And for free from this moment on. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, for someone like me who yeah. like would talk to someone like Mike in the office and, and say, Mike's I want to so be. Funny. He is. He I want, know. Yeah, I mean, in Cincinnati, to have a connection to that side of. The, where you know the out in LA coast. where Hollywood is, it's it's you know that makes me happy. If there's anybody who's on a TV show walking around the streets of Cincinnati, I mean Nick, Nick Lachey can't walk around here without getting you know right hammered by right folks. But you can count selfies. on your hand those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who like you say their name and they and say like oh they from Cincinnati. Yeah. That's so you know? nice. And so for me it was like you know it's encouraging to think like it can be done. Oh, it absolutely can be done. I have no idea how I did it, and I have no advice. <laughs> you just got on a train one morning, and then you're like, <laughs> a train. here's the Wings audition. I'm, I missed, I'm, I'm still on my my gap year from from college. I'm going to go work on acting a little bit, and then, yeah, never quite got back to it. I went to school in Detroit, so from there, it's all uphill. No, de- Detroit, and then straight to L.A.? Detroit, New York... I lived in New York, and I was a hostess in a restaurant, and I didn't do any, but I... I were you trying to get work yeah, at that point? No, no, I don't want to... Broadway or... No, no? come on now. Um, no, and, and I met <laughs> and I met somebody who was an agent, and I act like I didn't know he was an agent. He was this very old, very sweet queen who was just like, oh, and I was just like telling jokes and laugh. And then one time he's like, are you an actor? And yes. And then I did a monologue for him and he signed me. And he had an agency in New York, in Los Angeles and London. And so he said, go out for pilot season, which I thought I didn't quite know what that was. But I went out and I, I snagged a pilot. Just with, like that. What's his name from the Hardy Boys? Oh, yeah. yeah Parker Stevenson. Parker yeah. Stevenson. 
Yeah. Do you even know who that is? No. Yeah. Amy had he a was married. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Amy had a Russian accent. That's all I know him from. Russian accent. Oh, he was married yes, to was, um, Kirstie Alley. He was. Yes, he was. Because when she said, "I'd like to thank my husband for the big one," remember when she said that when she won an Emmy? I'd like to thank my husband for giving me the big one. <laughs> and he's like, okay, goodbye. We'll be divorced in five minutes. <laughs> uh, so what was that show? It was a, it was a, oh, I guess it could happen again now. It was back in the, the oh. old Russia days before, during the Cold War. Yes, it was 85. <laughs> and it was um, kind of a spy versus spy uh comedy, which uh, Lorimar did it. Remember Lorimar? Yes. Lorimar that did Dallas, Dallas. and mm -hmm. a bunch of things. And that was actually rewritten and became Perfect Strangers. Didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> Balky? You're not allowed to look Balky no, in the Balky. eyes. Is that true? Well, that was the Bronson? thing. Somebody, somebody worked with Bronson. He, I met him a couple times. He was nice. And they said, don't look him in the, don't look him in the eyes. Don't refer to him by his name, if you there were like this list of rules, and somebody what? had written it out. I forget. Wow. So is that? Is that I, you I do that stuff? Is that does that, does that happen a lot? You must call me Balky. Must call me Balky at all times. And now <laughs> I am Balky. You must speak to me as Balky. I forget <laughs> what it was. It was kind of a thing, and there were like colors you couldn't wear around them. Like what? I forget. Is this really a thing? Like is I don't a, know a, if it was a thing, but it was not like, necessarily with him. But colors. like you hear about that stuff of like people's writers that are like you know. I but the green M the green M and M's writer. I know about was that made, one. It was yeah. on purpose. To and make you know sure they, they read it. They read the whole rider right. because before that were like safety provisions. Gotcha. Okay. And who was that? Was that Carrot Tops? No, Carrot it, Tops was it was a band. Yeah. It was a band. Yeah. It was Van Halen. It was Van Halen. Van Halen or yeah. Aerosmith or something like that. Yeah. And it seemed real like picky. Like you, we want a bowl of M&Ms. We don't want any green ones or brown uh, ones or whatever it yeah. was. Mm -hmm. And people like gave them such crap for that. But it was because... To, to make sure that somebody read through the whole thing because by the time you got to that, they had set up safety things about their, their stage and their speakers and stuff. They say that now. Maybe uh, that's the BS. So they're perfectly centered people. And we're <laughs> oh, I'm completely sure. But Amy, you had no such demands on a set, right? I never had such demands on a set, except I was a vegetarian before it was cool. Right. And that was weird. Uh, we used to go to a restaurant weird. and John would say, do you have anything with, I don't know, what do you eat, honey? What is it, boogers and straw? Boogers and straw. <laughs> <laughs> or he would say, or he would say, and he probably did this with you too, Mike, where we would go out and just everybody, and he'd go, and the waiter would come over and he'd go, okay, so that's calamari for everyone? And they'd start to write it down. We're like, no! But the thing about going out to eat with John was you'd sit down at the table and you'd, you'd get your menu and you'd start reading. they say, hi, um, welcome to Cheesecake Factory. I'll be taking care of you. And uh, you guys ready to order? And with that, John would go, "Yeah, we are." And he'd start ordering right there, and you'd be like scrambling to figure out what that. You'd <laughs> he ordered your fast. Sixty-page pamphlet to find out he what you're going to order. Fast. He ate fast, and it to it, he. And not, it, he wasn't, was it wasn't. A, it wasn't rude the way he. No, it was freaking way, rude. It's it, okay, Mike. No, he's no, gone no, now. It's okay. It doesn't mean he's a saint. Fair enough. Let's just stomp on his grave. The other. And thing your he, sister uh, Michelle would be like. Can you breathe and eat at the same time? Well, she just says anything she thinks. So he'd finish up and then he'd go, here we go. Here we go now. Okay, everybody, you done, you done, you done, you done? Yeah. And then pay the bill for everybody, so that's Is that, yeah, and why go. was that? Just this thing, or was it like he didn't want to be out in public too long? Probably or? part of that. Probably part of that. Because the thing that he really hated is if you would go into any place that was a quote-unquote sports bar, and people would be drinking, or he'd walk by any place and he'd hear, yeah! He's like, I'm not, we can't go in there. When people are like, their inhibitions come down, yeah. and they would always, sure enough, somebody would come up to him and go, like a girl, she's like, okay, 
my brother <laughs> looks just like you. And John would be like, oh, it's like, I have a picture of him. And John would go, oh, here we go. And it would always be some like horrible looking yeah. thing. John would go, great, that's great. We call him Jack Tripper. And like, oh, that's wonderful. Jack Tripper. But, or it would be a guy coming, a lot of times a guy tanked up. Coming up, it's like, my wife loves you. Oh, that's great. Did you want me to sign a thing or something? No, I'm saying, I said, what's the big deal? He's not so great. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get in a fight. We got to go. <laughs> the trick that John learned when somebody would come up and start bugging him one time, John did a show, I forget what, Hawk, it was called. And it was Burt Reynolds was on a TV show called Hawk. And when John was at USC, he did an episode of it. Do you know the story? I know. He did an episode of, do y'all know this story? Um, he did an episode <laughs> of Hawk. And Bert was sitting around a big table, and, and everybody was around. And a guy came up behind Bert and was like, you know what? You're shorter than you look in person. You don't look so good. And my wife said, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. And Bert, like, ignored him, ignored him, like, shook his hand, tried to send him on away. And the guy was like, I'm talking to you, like tapping Burt Reynolds. And all of a sudden, John said, the guy just went, huh. And his mouth was just open. And Burt said, was there something else you'd like to say to me? And the guy's mouth was open. He's like, uh, uh, uh. And he goes, okay, then. And the guy, like, limped away. And John's like, what? He goes, I shifted my chair. I put the leg of my chair right on the guy's foot and just leaned on it. Oh and he just gosh. crushed the guy's wow. foot to get him to go away. That's badass. John ah, yeah. never employed that. Well, John dumb. never employed that, but he thought that was the coolest thing he ever saw. Am I, am I, he liked Bert. And Bert was, you know, controversial guy. He had temper tantrums and stuff. Yeah, I just I just learned about the Bert Reynolds, Mark Summers Tonight Show incident. What is it? What happened? It's insane. I met Mark Summers at Double Dare here in town a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And a buddy of mine Josh tweeted. Josh knows everybody. He said, uh, ask him about the, being with Bert Reynolds on the Tonight Show. And I didn't know what he was talking about. So I went home and looked it up. And it is crazy. There, it is the most uncomfortable. You mean he was on as a comic, like after he was, he came he to was the couch? on as a panel. He came, he went straight to panel. I don't think he did stand up. Okay. He went straight to the couch with Jay. Yeah. And Bert had been the previous guest, so he was sitting next to him. And Bert was so unhappy it was Jay because Bert stole everything from Johnny Carson. He adored him. And if you listen to Bert Reynolds laugh, haha, it's the he stole his laugh from Johnny Carson. That's what all the comics wow. say. And go. So I guess Bert was going through the. Bad divorce at the time with Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, who I worked with, who played my mom. And listen to this, like, so, like so many little go, asides okay, go, 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 go. where you're just like, okay. And we couldn't we... tell her how old I was because she was trying to play younger, and I was too something old to be her daughter. So anyway, go ahead. So <laughs> he uh, he's talking to Jay, and and Bert just like kind of interrupts, and he makes a comment about how Mark had turned his back to Bert Reynolds oh, while yeah. he's talking to Jay. Oh, and so then it became uncomfortable. And he, and Mark's talking about being a neat freak. And Bert's like, who who tells you you're a neat freak? And Mark <laughs> says, he's like, my wife. He's like, I'm still married. Ooh. And so then it was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then Bert throws a cup of water on him. Huh? And then Mark tries to throw a cup of water on him. And Bert blocks it. Because of the tube. I guess. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it is weird. And Jay Leno's like, he looks right at the camera and he's like, this is this is where it went off the rails. And it they come back from commercial and they end up throwing pies in each other's faces and Bert's like it is 
crazy. This you is have YouTube got. Can, yes. can I ask you a question? One hundred percent. Who brought them? <laughs> <laughs> they made them, I guess. It was like whipped cream pies, and they showed up with pies, or it was like a no. This was like segment. Uh, no. This was like uh, oh, was that a double dare, a double dare thing? Yeah. I, I oh. was, no, no, it wasn't even that. It, I think it was like it was probably shaving cream, Sunday slide. But they, you know, it was all kind of. I don't think it was planned. It, it was. It, it ended up being like there. The, they hugged it out. It's you got to watch it's it. It's part of the Burt Reynolds thing of like what a talented but weird, insecure maybe a little dude he was. And I know people who worked with him. Um, my one of my best friends, Cheryl's husband, is Mike Henry, and Mike Henry was the SC football player. Then he also played for the. I'm going to say Steelers, and he was Tarzan in a couple movies, and he played in Smokey and the Bandit, the dejected fiancé that's in the car. Yeah, yeah. That guy, like, big, good-looking guy. He and Bert was so good to him. His whole, I mean, to, to, to Mike, who has Parkinson's now. But he always employed him, always. He was that guy. But also he had that crazy reputation, and that's why it would always be so hilarious and weird when, again... People are sitting around a table. John would have, you know, all, kids, cousins, whatever. We'd be at a restaurant, and the waiter would wait on us, and then you'd he- see them in the corner like, yeah, that's John Ritter. <laughs> and then they would do this thing like when they're taking an order, and they would like dip in like backwards to try yeah. to dip into the conversation, and John would always have us lean in real close, and he'd go, and that, kids, is how Burt Reynolds got away with her got away with murder <laughs> let's order and then and, and then you'd always see the way to like, yeah. wow. because it's kind of like maybe maybe john would know that and he did not get away with murder let's go back let's go back to the your career ride. yeah yeah so the the pilot doesn't happen the first pilot that you oh it on. happens uh, and we shot in, and we shot in new york which but i does had it get just picked left up? Hold on a second. Okay. Because think of this, but think of this. In I'm New trying York. to keep you on track. Oh, no, no. Through that won't be happening. <laughs> I'm still at the nuns. Yeah. Right. Master, Master of, of nuns. Right. It's such yes. a great joke. Thank you. I hate, like, but I, you know, we've talked about this. I'm a huge pun guy, so I, I love I have that a cousin humor. who you've not met yet. He's on, like, my, my exciting family that I'm... Well, I might not tell the story. Okay, okay. never mind. Okay. Like, anyway, anyway, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Offer. Yeah, I'm like, I'm um, but so let's go back to this. So I'm at. I'm in New York. I don't tell anybody. Like I'm an actor. All the waiters and waitresses are actors. Whatever. I'm just kind of like doing it. And then Michael Bloom, the agent, come out to L.A. Get the thing. It shoots right outside of the restaurant where I was working. So I get to. On the break, they're like, "Well, where are we gonna eat?" I'm like, "Here, let's go in here." It's Parker <laughs> Stevenson and. The director was Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby, yeah. the, uh, Hulk. the Hulk. Courtship the, of Eddie's father. The magician. The magician. What's the magician? Wow. <laughs> he was in the, the mid 70s. It was a show. My brother loved the show. He was a magician and he solved crimes, which was everybody in the 70s. You had one job and you solved crimes. That was every exactly. show in the 70s. Yeah. Exactly. He's a teacher. He solves crimes. I got to see the magician. I really love Bill Bixby. And he told me, like, the best advice ever, because that was the first time I ever had a, like, a director on film. And he would say, okay, when you run by the building this time, just keep going, because I can kind of tell, like, you're slowing down at the corner because you know you're going to stop. You're going to run out of frame. And I said to him, and he's like, you know, and I said, yeah, no, that that's, I mean, that's what I was going to do. That's, I was going to do that next. And he's like, okay. And then when I ran around the corner that time, he was right there, and he took me around, and he goes, here's the deal. I'm an actor. 
you're an actor. You got to be careful. You don't say that to the director. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. He's like, no, no, I'm telling you as an actor, you just go, yes, sir, whatever, do it. And if it's your idea or not, it it doesn't matter. But to because the director, you have to give them like like their let due think and let they're... them give you their atta girls. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, wow, all those years of being so competitive. How old are you fan, at the time? Um, 20, let's see, I'm born in 62, yeah, so uh, it was 85, so what does that make me? I don't know, I don't do math, I went to Summit. 23? <laughs> I was 23. Okay, 23, yeah, so that's good advice to give, because sometimes the directors are idiots, and sometimes they're brilliant, but you don't, that chain of command thing, you have to, anyway, did not get picked up, but it was really fun. And so what then? I feel like Robert Wall was in it, too. Yes, Robert Wall. I don't remember. Wall, Wall or Wool? Wall. Wall. Uh, Arliss? Arliss. Robert Wool? He was in Hollywood it. Hollywood Knights. Yeah. 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 Right. And Arliss. And, and Pat. <laughs> New Bomb Dirk. And Pat, what's her name, that played, that was Ursula. Ursula, we're back to Ursula, not Ursuline. The Sea Witch in, in Little Mermaid. Whatever. Yeah. A lot of people. And what else? So what happened from there? This is oh, all I in New York all still? This is all happening so in New York? No, I just did the pilot in New York, but I was living in L.A. at the okay. time. In Venice. Remember when you came mm -hmm. to Venice? Yeah. Your mom came to visit one time, and she's like, oh, there's a lot of activity around here. I'm like, yes, they found a body in the dumpster outside of our... Oh! <laughs> That's not how Anne really talks. Did you ever meet Mike's mom? Yes. She's great. She is great. She's great. So She could she could replace Rita Moreno in a, in a pinch. The coolest thing about... We talked about Amy being the youngest and 12, it was 12 and on up. Anne was 18 when I was born. And she won't say this, but so there's my mom, there's my Aunt Patty, my Uncle Rex, my Uncle Jay, and they all have different talents. And some are funny, some are artsy, some are uh, have the ability to do this and that, play the you know instruments. Make you cry. Magic. And Amy, it's, it's weird how like all of those things kind of combined and Amy has like you know, a good portion of all of those talents in her. It's really cool. It's true. Wow. She just kind of a, like play the guitar. She's teaching my daughter how to play Christmas music. My daughter oh, carries in a basket. You but, I mean, shut up. She draws. You don't know she's she, brilliant. She actually sings. It's, you know, and, and when you go to L.A. Take and you see these people, and, like you'll watch a TV Master show. Master of nuns. You'll watch a TV show and then take take Bradley Cooper. Like who knew he could sing? And then like in this, you know, in the, in the movie. Mike, you're building me up way. No, I'm just saying tall. in L.A. these people have just all of these hidden talents like oh who the hell knew he could sing or who the hell knew she could play guitar or whatever it is i do sing but i've been looped you sang and on, i do kind of dance house soundtrack oh my god so there's that. a movie called house 2 the original house do you remember house it was a horror story it was with... the guy uh, from greatest american hero like that ice cube in that or something no william cat william cat william yeah, and Pat. norm Oh, well, George Wendt. George, George Wendt. Yep. And then House, because that did pretty well. And House 2 was Ari Gross. You know Ari Gross? Yeah, my wife says I look like him. When my wife gets drunk, she says I look like Ari Gross. Ooh. Oh, yep. tell her she does too when right. you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to, the reason I drink is because you look like him all the time. That's what I would say. And then John, what's his name? Who's a, John Stark, who's a comedy writer too. And um, the Nothing other Nick. guy, the other guy, the uh, the one that played the uh, Boston accent guy on Cheers. Cliffy. Cliff Clavin. You, John Ratzenberger. Yeah, yeah. He was in it too. And Ham, that's right. Yeah, him. Yeah. He's also in Empire Strikes Back. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. He is? I feel like I only have these little... PF is is like the... Empire Strikes the, Back. Say 3PO yeah. of the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
PF knows. I'm sorry. I understand. Right. I understand. Thing. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he's one of the the Hoth uh, generals. He's got one line. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, because because I was at, I was at a Star Wars uh, autograph thing and uh, <laughs> I was like, is that John Ratzenberger that over there? <laughs> And it was? It was him. I was like, what is he doing Can here? I ask yeah. you a question? Well, sure. Toy Story too. he's big. You know, Toy Story? Yeah. Toy Story. Oh, I'm like, wow, that's yeah. heavy. Yeah. Toll House. Why? Oh, yeah. why oh, I want to come to the, you said there's like a Comic-Con, yeah. Cincinnati Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, you need to. Yeah. People are, you know, and all, they also have the ones that are just like the, the horror and fantasy ones, because mm -hmm. I've done a couple of those things. That would be fun. So are you on the circuit? No, I have to have to get an agent, a special agent for that. Secret agent. Yeah. I'm looking. Why were we talking about House Two? Because you sang oh. the soundtrack. Oh, horrible! My name was Puce Glitz, and I was supposed to be a punk rocker, but it was just they dressed me kind of like a third-rate Madonna, which is actually a fourth-rate Madonna because Madonna's second-rate. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah, but then in Robin Hood Men in Tights, they had a lady that sang. Yeah, and I met her. It was oh. great. So, what? so Rock Hopper, which was the Parker Stevenson, yeah. Bill Bixby. It, according to IMDb, it was a TV movie. That's so maybe they that, say no. It's because in the old days when they would do pilots, they would show them one time in the summer. They because they didn't waste the film, uh, you know, that the the time and money they had done. I think it was probably CBS, NBC, CBS. I don't know. It doesn't. CBS, doesn't say Lorimar. Here. What was Dallas on? Uh, CBS. CBS. There you go. It was all CBS. That's right. Which is next shot. on the list. Go ahead. <laughs> Dallas. And uh, one little part in in Dallas. That was a like a kind of an exposition part where somebody had. Oh, it was Jenny Lee Harris. Jenny Lee, what's her name? That was on Three's Company. Jenny Lee Harrison. Yeah. yeah, she had a part on it, but she had somehow been lost on a mountain or something. I don't know. I didn't watch it, and I so I was in crutches on crutches, and they came and asked me about her, and I'm like, yeah, she just rolled down the mountain or something. <laughs> I forget what it was. But but. This is what I want to do because. But Linda, what's her name? Was there that day? What's I her always name? Linda Gray. We share how... a birthday. I'm talking. I know, but I'm I'm looking at this list and it's crazy. Okay. Like it's crazy. Don't I am be a I'm, jerk? I am. <laughs> oh Whoa! Here we go. It's full of them today. So after Dallas, <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Yes, I played Olivia, and Michael's daughter's name is Olivia because he named his three daughters after my IMDb page. Is that true? Uh -huh. <laughs> I think all three of my daughter's names are represented on her. I'm, she's been a she's been an Olivia, she's been a Rebecca, and she's been a Claudia. And now they can't have any more kids because the next one has to be named Woman in Bar. Which, by the way, that's not even a real one. That's not even a real one that says I was on Murphy Brown as Woman in Bar, and I wasn't. Young Lady in Bar. Are you getting royalty? Oh, that sounds better. Young Lady in Bar? No. So we have China Beach. We yeah, have uh, well, I'll take the you, I'll splash take sequel. I want to go through this list, and then you can just, pick whatever no, you no, want. No, no, no. You say it. I'll give you one sent okay. long run-on sentence about it, and We're then we This will be four episodes long yeah. if we do it. Yeah, well, okay. watch this. I'm good at All right. it. So uh, that was uh, China Beach. China Beach. I auditioned for it, the main one of the main parts. I didn't get it, so they did. They threw me a bone, and that was me. I'm a stewardess. They were called stewardesses on the airplane that were taking the guys to Vietnam. And I say, hey, fashion your seatbelt. And the guy's like, yeah, what is it? What do you, how do you do it? Do it for me. And I take out a knife and I say, fasten your seatbelt or I'll cut it off. And anything else that's dangling around there. Horrible. It was terrible. But I had big <laughs> poofy <Love> hair. <laughs> Keep going next. 
So should I just hit like the just, no? The just say or? it. Uh, okay, we have Splash Two. Splash Two. I was the Mermaid Madison in a TV movie, a two-part Disney movie, and they had to make a special tale for me, and I did pee in it. Had to because we shot it at Epcot Center in the Living Seas at Epcot Center instead of the Bahamas or wherever the freak Daryl Hannah did it. They dropped me in there with the the sharks and the sawfish and stuff, and it was great. So Amy Yazbek, you're in has been in the the Living Seas. Oh, it's been everywhere. (laughs) Magnum PI. Matter of fact, I did an upper decker in your bathroom. (laughs) Magnum PI is I did three Magnum. I did Magnum. I did Magnum PI three times. I went to do a little part, and you know uh, what was his his boss's name? Oh, Higgins. Higgins. Higgins, And and the guy who played Higgins Higgins had won an Emmy, and it was my job to bring the Emmy from LA with me since I was going anyway to Hawaii. And I brought it. When I opened up, there were snails in it because they had whoever had it and was holding it for him left it in their garden. Who was uh, nicer, Burt Reynolds or uh, Tom, Selleck. Tom Selleck? Oh, I only met Burt Reynolds a couple times. Tom Selleck was still kind of a friend. He was—he's great. I love him. Well, Murphy Brown was next, and then uh, I did, wasn't in it. It's fake news. Dragnet. <coughs> oh yeah, that was they did an update of Dragnet, and I did a thing, oh. and I'm like, oh, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, and then I did it. Was that Tom Hanks in a? No, Dragnet? no, no. It was just a TV show that was on something. Oh okay. Now, this is fun for me. If you go faster. Uh, well, I'm just, there's so many. I literally can't do all of them. There's no way we could get through all of them. That makes me sound like I've had a great career. You have had a great career. Okay, yeah. pick and choose. Okay, so I mean, this you, every, you stop me when you want year. to say something about one of these. Okay, right, how about right. that? Uh, so then there was a show called Generations. Pass. Trench Coat in Paradise. <laughs> Pass. Little White Lies. And then, oh. And then Pretty Woman. Wait, Little White Lies. And Jillian. And, um... Oh, you know who? Oh, you know who directed that show? You know the story. Little White Heimlich's Lies. cousin, oh. Anson Williams, and he was such an effing jerk. Potsy Weber. Potsy Weber. Oh, was such a potsy? He was such a jerk yeah, to me. And Tim Matheson that. was the star of it, and he said, "Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. You look like his ex-wife." Oh. And so he's being mean to you. That's all. It's so Please. funny. Like you'll you'll. Did talk. you know that he was a Heimlich? No. No. He's, Dr. Heimlich of yeah, Heimlich. Not Phil. The, the maneuverer? The son. Right, Dr. Son. Heimlich, his, right. the doctor. They're is, all related somehow. Is, yeah, Heimlich is Anson Williams' real last name. Wow. That story makes me want but to But say you up. talk to Amy and like you'll, you'll bring up a, a, a celebrity and she'll just say, oh my God, greatest person. Or somebody else, she'll just kind of say, oh, total asshole. And you'll be like, oh, shit. Mike, you said you. the A word. Oh. It's okay. Okay, oh, keep going. Sorry, he's Bronson dropping f bombs on you. I'm here. comfortable. Yeah. Sorry, is that? Um, no, no, you're, fine. Oh, you're fine. Thought I was in the tree. In I'll, the, I'll, the trust. Trust. <laughs> I'll, I'll be later, man. It's no problem. So then, the trust so then Pretty Woman, uh, Pretty according woman. to this, looks like your first role in a movie. Is that correct? Mm. Accredited on your IMDb. No, House House Two is. Oh, movie. House Two, House Two. Um, so Pretty Woman, I worked with Jason Alexander, and I played his wife. And there was a lot of improv in that movie, and a lot of stuff got cut out, but it was really fun. And Name I changed too. It was called he had Heart a wife. No, it was called Three Thousand. I thought it was called. It was okay, called Three Thousand, and it was movie. really, really dark. And the first, uh, just about prostitution and sadness, and then they tested it, then they changed the name and everything. Are you still friends with Kis- George Costanza? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Very good friends. Yeah. He wanted me to do this pilot with this show with him in Canada last year, but I got 
an offer to do a thing with the uh, workaholic guys, and I did that instead. Got cut out of it. Oh, that's a Netflix movie? Yeah. Shaggy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. So many ties to that hard, movie. It, it, it was called... Stay no, hard. no, it's called... Um, it's on my jacket. It's this. It's called... Wait. No, this just says Netflix. This is the jacket from it. They made it... They made a... Uh, Oh, I know what it is. It's is it the like movie. A black it's, Paul Bunyan on there. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's like a he's like a robot guy. It's a game they make on the show. Game over, man. Game over, which man. is a yeah. line from Alien. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of male frontal nudity in that movie. It's none of it's real. Oh, maybe some of it's real. But I saw they made a fake butt for when they force Utkarsh to Spoiler. do that. Okay. Oh. go ahead. So then we have Midnight Caller. Terrible. Puchinski. Worst pilot ever made, and I was in it, and there's even a book. Do you remember that book? No, Puchinski. Was that, that about a fake dog? It like wasn't about talk. a fake dog. That's the problem. It was about a talking dog. Talking dog who looked very fake. And John <laughs> said, we were like really like riding high about it, and like, ooh. And he's like, and so the real dog is going to do this. And then when the animatronic dog, and John's like, wait. So there will be a real dog, and then the same, the animatronic dog playing. We don't want to like set the real dog. It should be animatronic the whole time. And they're like, "It's fine, it's fine." And then we were out <laughs> eating, and and I remember John was eating some mashed potatoes and looked up, and he goes, "I just had a thought." And I said, "What?" He goes, "What if the dog is bad?" And the dog was so bad, it was a bad puppet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Puchinski. With the voice of the, 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 the dad from Ray Romano's show that also played Frankenstein's monster. Oh, yeah. No. No. no um, uh, oh, jeez. Puchinski. Did we stump um, PF? No way. Yeah, Peter say, Boyle. Peter Boyle. Waiting on the Ritz. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be a reboot of Puchinski someday? Because they, they, they could pull it off now, right? Oh, CGI. You can yeah, pull that off Lion anything. King looks insane. That looks yeah. so good. So then next we have Puchinski back up. Problem Child. Yeah. Oh, that's where I met John. Yeah. On Problem Child. And then we did Problem Child 2. And in between those, you did an, an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. A Dillin, Dillinger TV movie and uh, an episode of The Cosby Show. Yeah. And I probably also did one Matlock. That I is, did two I Matlocks. Saw that on here. It's wow. uh, coming up Come later. Up. Yep. Cosby Show was great. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, I'd never been. I'd never done. I'd never done a sitcom before. And like the first sitcom I'm doing with Bill Cosby. Let's just think of him in the old way for a second. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Bill Cosby, who John was the biggest fan of from I Spy, which is a show from. He's a long the time reason ago. that I got into stand-up comedy. Bill Cosby. Yeah, he's Why? my. He was like my comedy hero. Because of those albums back in the day, like yeah, but himself, Bill Cosby himself was like yeah. probably the first stand-up I ever saw, and I was enamored by how he could tell a story. And John was like in love with them, and to, so working on a sitcom with John Ritter and Bill, Co I had never done like a four-camera thing, which is how they're shot. That was invented by Lucille Ball's husband, Desi Arnaz, by the way, the four-camera. And when you're on a when you do a a sitcom. There's an audience, and there's the usual stages, which would be like Cosby's house, kitchen, the kitchen, yeah. the living room, that kind of thing. And then around the corner, they build another set, you know, for like the scenes that are in ju the, just that episode. But you don't see the audience. The audience is watching you on a monitor for the sets that are the swing sets that are on okay. side. And so John and I played husband and wife. And I was big and pregnant, and he was a coach, and he thought he knew better than Cosby of how to do, and he would, Cosby was trying to teach me how to tell John, just like, calm down, calm down, you got this. 
And John's like, like, you know, trying to like coach me and how to breathe. And, and John kept screwing up his line. Oh, the reason he kept screwing up his line. Oh, this is weird. First, John screwed up his line because it was everything you need. John would say, I have this book and everything I need to know is in this book from conception to birth. But John kept saying from birth to conception. And then Cosby would laugh and the audience, we'd, I'd go, oh, I could hear the audience, but I hadn't walked out there. Like I hadn't like taken a look at it. This yeah. is crazy. And then it would happen again and again. And John started sweating and sweating. And I said, geez, you're sweating like a pig, John. Forgetting I was mic'd in the audience. It's like, Wah! and I'm like, I like this. <laughs> the reason John was sweating is because he couldn't drink caffeine before a show. And before the show, Cosby said, I've got a cappuccino maker. <laughs> and we're like, that's awesome. <laughs> and John's like, oh, I love cappuccino. He's like, I got to make one. I'm going to make one for you. I'm going to make one for you. <laughs> and I said, okay. And John goes, but you can't put caffeine in it. He goes, no, no. I can do the decaffeinated. We got decaffeinated. Don't we have decaffeinated? We do. That's my Cosby imitation. Just kidding. I'm being decaffeinated. Bing in the caffeine. And so he, so he came back with the two little, like, little tiny espresso cups with a little foam on top. And John throws it back. And Cosby's like, oh, there's caffeine in there. To me, but not to John. And I didn't tell John. And he's like, after he started sweating, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm like, Cosby gave you caffeine and from then on john and i called him the poisoner that's hilarious i know and john passed away before it all like came out and i'm like oh, i'm kind of glad john didn't see that that would have broken his heart uh, hey hey honey you talked to the poisoner lately yeah so then we have problem child 2 the sequel excellent excellent work a now, classic now there's a, there's a scene in there with uh everybody's on the with the scrambler or something? Or... The vomit? Yeah. I wasn't in that scene, but I was there. And over the two, Mike's mom and Jim, mm -hmm. your stepdad, yep. who's, his mom was living there at the time. So I don't know if she was there. <laughs> I don't know. But your mom and Jim were down. We were in Orlando. And the way that they made the barf was, <laughs> it was, oh, I'm going to throw up. It was like, I'm going to throw up. Geta and no. Skyline. <laughs> no, no. It was um, like cream corn with peas in it and then lots of oatmeal. And they had it in these cannons that they would make it look like the kids threw up. But they shot it, and because we have the kids uh, working on the set, they had to end at a certain time of the day. If it's grown-ups, you just pay them extra. But kids, you can't like pay them extra to work at whatever the rules were in in Florida. There are some rules in Florida. That's one. Um, and so they had to come back the next day and all this stuff had congealed on the ground and there's and shoot it again. And there's your mom and Jim and we're all just like, oh, oh, uh. It was very gross. Great day to visit the set. Huh? That's, that's a, not the it was, that one was really gross because there's also the scene with all the cockroaches, which was disgusting. And a pizza fight. Oh yeah, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> they were just like throwing it all at it. Get a life. Fantastic. Chris Elliott, who's one of my favorite and still I mean, is. he is, like, funny in it was everything so great. he's ever done. And I love I, him on Schitt's Creek. I he's played so good. his stalker, and he played Emma Sam's stalker, and we were all stalking each other. Do you remember it? I remember Emma Sam's very clearly. Yeah. Easy now. <laughs> Yikes. Designing women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a thing, and a, a nurse, and Ju Julianne Baker. What was her? Sugar Baker. 
the one who uh, Dixie Carter. Dix, thanks, Mike. Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. Um, I was thinking she was having a hysterectomy, and then I came really? in, and I'm a nurse, and I was taking care of her. Whatevs. Quantum Leap. Ah, oh, Bob Saget. It was <laughs> the main guy. Sam. Oh, uh, uh, my dad stands the show. How can I remember this? Um, and he was. Uh, oh, and I know him. Sam. Yes, now. Uh, yeah, with that. Scott Bakula. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. I hope he doesn't hear this, but and his accent is terrible. Um, <laughs> on the on the because he plays CIS uh, New Orleans. He's a but, friend of the show. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but so Bob Saget and Scott and I played at, Scott Scott, who I know his name, um, played like stand-up comics, like in a comedy team and something like that. But Bob and I, oh my god, and we still do this to this day. I just saw him. In his life, has has had a lot of tragedy his sister passed away that he has had several things and at that point my mom and dad had passed away pretty young and when we started talking about it and it's like that thing where you talk to a comic and you can't and i'm like i will see you one dead cousin and raise you a so we always play you know dead person poker and after <laughs> after after john died he came up to me and i went i know i know you fold <laughs> and he was like oh, wasn't he loved john he oh god John did a movie with him, played played a part that um, Bob had written for him. He's a really great guy. He seems like I've one. He's one of the people I haven't gotten to meet, even though you will. I've had. Why don't you come out to LA I'm, sometime? It's not I like I, to, I you have to come season. out on a specific. Yeah, yeah. There's a specific party where I see everybody. Sarah Silverman has a party where I see. I'm sorry. You said the magic word. Where I see wow. where I see everybody, and I run into people during the year, but. That's a that's a pretty crazy. And if type you look party. on Amy's Facebook page or the Ritter Found Foundation's uh, social media accounts, or even some of them are on Cincy Shirt and Fluffy Crate, you'll see some of the celebrities you're talking about wearing the T-shirts that we made, which is kind of it's kind of surreal for us to see. Like, oh, we printed these shirts, and here's why don't you? John why don't, I'll give you all the. Oh yeah, I didn't ask him this year because I always feel Larry like I'm David. bothering him. Larry David, yeah, and uh, you know. The guy from Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Tom Bergeron? Yeah. yeah. I adore. Oh, I love him. He's like one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's freaking brilliant. But it's so fun to see shirts that we made in on and in the hands of, of those folks. So it's, I mean, it's a, it's a testament to this list and the, the career that you've had. And we're not even, That's so we're weird. not even okay. to Keep going. 19, early 90s yet. It, well, it drops so we off steadily uh, after Matt a while. So <laughs> slow down when you get into Matt the Matlock, Street Justice. Then we have Rotten oh, Men and Tights. I want to get that. We're there. men. We're men in tights. <laughs> you should see all the cosplay pictures that people send me of people being made Marion at you have one I don't oh. have a cosplay one but I What's have this What's that? Picture. Why do you have that? So so you can settle a bet. How do you pronounce Carrie's last name? Elwes. All right, I've yeah. been Elwes. Wait, what do you say? I, thought it, was, I thought it was like you like the L was silent or something. Like <laughs> what is this you you I don't know. I never silent? knew. I don't, don't think I ever it heard it. Carrie so, Elwes, yeah. That's what yeah, that'll, I'll and never Damien be invited to your party there's again. many Elweses. As you wish. John Ham. John Hamm. So Carrie was going to be at the he was uh, going to be at the Comic Con here in in Cincinnati a couple months ago for Princess Bride. That's where he goes. Well, for but, everything. Oh yeah, yeah, Saw and everything. Yeah, all Is it that Saw. Stuff. Saw. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had printed out these some photos, of some with him and Dave Chappelle, for Carrie, and then I went ahead and had some printed out for you because I have pictures of you and him together in the movie. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I have those. So but you I want just, me to sign that? 
Well, I mean, at some point, no, no, no. You know what I have? I don't know which one is. I don't know which one is Carrie's, but I have. Mel Brooks gave me some Robin Hood, some like Men in Tights hats. Like I have the hats. So funny. See, like that's what I want to ask about is like Mel Brooks. Oh, absolutely. No, that's the that's the highlight of of everything I've ever done. Is really of course. I'm so glad to hear that. Really, just talk about it. Just talk about (laughs) Mel Brooks. No, because you know, like we. I have friends who, you know, like we tell stories like, oh, I got to meet this person or, you know, maybe I got to work with this person. But, you know, when I talk to you about people like Mel Brooks specifically and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, still friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know what he's I mean? a like, wonderful guy. Like, those are, like, I just want to, I can't wrap my head around that. Like I get meeting them, but, you know, some of the friends that you've kept and that you tell me about, like, he's well, it's obviously not, the not like we hang list. out, but we could because now that he and Carl <clears throat> Reiner are both widowers, they eat dinner Every like, like they eat dinner a lot together, and they about they four have o'clock. TV, I'm guessing TV yeah. trays. Well, <laughs> exactly seven o'clock because they watch Jeopardy, and they oh, play yeah. Jeopardy together. So that how adorable is that? I know, I know. Like, it's very good. Oh my gosh, there's even an episode of. Um, no, you better get over here. There's it's an episode in 10 of Seinfeld, uh, comedians in cars, where he goes over to their house and, and plays Jeopardy with them. Do you see that one? I did not I see, did not see that. What's your problem? I thought you saw all of them. I didn't see all of them. Don't be lying. Selection, selection <laughs> like Mike and I love Jeopardy. Watch that many. Yeah, I mean, he's like the guy. To, he's to the me. guy, and I was really, I did not think that I would get that part, although. What's oh boy, it's, it's complicated. So the, the what the man who wrote wrote Robin Hood Men in Tights and pitched it to Mel, and then Mel wrote on it with his with his guys, Rudy DeLuca and like his guys, but was a dentist who was my dentist who told me I wrote a movie. Um, my son gave me a suggestion for a movie, which is what if it's Robin Hood? Because this was after Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. No, ever after no. Kevin Costner's version of it, what if it was Robin no. Hood and it was a, and it was a, a comedy? And so they, he said, I wrote this thing, and <clears throat> I wrote it with you in mind. Obviously, you're too old. You're not British. You're not blonde. And I'm like, okay, because that's what we're gonna have for Maid Marian. I'm like, okay, just do the teeth. Just whatever. Hurt my feelings. And then seven, eight months later, my agent said they've seen everybody in town. They want to see you for Maid Marian. I'm like, okay, but I'm 30, not a maiden, not British, not blind. Like, just go and have big boobs. I'm like, oh, just have them? Okay. So I stuffed, <laughs> stuffed many things in there. And, um, and I said, John, how am I going to, and he said, do some, do some business so they know that you can, some physical business, physical comedy, physical business. And so there's a scene where a, bird lands on my finger after I get out of the bathtub with my chastity belt on. <laughs> and so I learned the scene cold by John doing the parts of the uh, handmaiden, Brunhilda, or whatever her name was. I think it was Brunhilda. And I just spent the whole scene trying to get bird shit off of my finger, doing the doing the accent and doing the thing, trying to be... We didn't do the part exactly that way in, in the movie. We didn't shoot it that way. But Mel Brooks liked it, and he said, have her come in. And That's I came so in, awesome. and I and I read for him there. And there's a an actress from the 30s, 40s, 50s. You know the scene on the beach. They always they always parody of the water coming in. That's yeah. from here to eternity. So that's Deborah Carr, and she was a very elegant woman. She was also in The King and I, and I cracked wise with Mel a lot. And so and Mel said, "I like you. I like you." 
you remind me of Deborah Carr, but with a little old Jewish man inside. And I said, well, it won't be you. So get that out of your head right now. And he's like, oh, and his eyes lit up because he just liked people that could give it, give it back to him. And I got it. The weird thing is, though, he called me, and he has back here, Mel Brooks, at home. And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, don't cut your hair, don't move out of town. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that's what I say to everybody. It means you got the part. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, your agent's going to talk to you. There's a little bit of, I wouldn't call it nudity. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and he goes, when you stand up from the bathtub, Maid Berry stands up from the bathtub, her hair is in front of her, but the side of her bosoms show, like the side of her bosoms. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, they don't have sides. You, I have just completely sold you a woman with, I had like sneakers and baseball mitts and stuff. I'm like, okay. So we did some, some trickery on that. But other than that. I don't think that's why he hired me, but maybe. So did you book a cleaning for your teeth right afterwards and go uh, shove it into the uh, dentist's face who uh, said that no, you No, because right the, the dentist turns out to be was the dad of the kid that accused Michael Jackson of molesting him. Whoa. So that dentist, I actually, during one of the, this was a year later, uh, after the movie came out, I think, but during the movie, I was let's say, doing a comedy bit with Roger Reese's sword because the hilt of the sword looked funny, like something, and I was doing a bit and putting it in my mouth for a picture. That's all I'm saying. And I broke the front of my tooth off. And it was during the wedding scene, so I did the whole scene, and I was like, we see it? Don't smile. Don't smile with your teeth. We can see your teeth. Okay. And then they had to. We were, and we were like three hours outside, two hours outside of LA in a place called Antelope Valley, which Mel Brooks would go, welcome to Antelope Valley. And then I would come with my big bra on for the scene. He'd go, welcome to Cantaloupe Valley. But anyway, so afterwards, I, uh, one of the Teamsters drove me to my dentist who met me there in the like middle of the night, the dentist office. And he had like, by that time he had like dyed black hair and he had like big white new chompers and he was fixing my tooth and he's like you're gonna hear about stuff you're gonna hear about stuff i want you to know it's true i mean if it's bad about me it's not true but it's true and i'm like oh god what's going on um and he's like no i'm i might be a big fish in a small sea but i and he was like muttering to himself so i don't know what then it turns out that was his kid oh jordy rory i forget what his kid's name was Corey uh, feldman no, no, no. This was yeah. a kid that went to, like, just, like, a high school kid wow. from, like, the neighborhood. But anyway, and that dentist ended up shooting himself because he couldn't stand it oh any longer. Oh, my Jeez. And did not see that. Did he that didn't one. know yeah. that. Wow. No. Yes, he did. Man. And not, and the thing is, because he let his kid be, get into oh, that, yeah. get into that situation. I think anybody would have. Oh, Michael Jackson, sure. Go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because well, we think about it now, and you're like, yeah. And I was like, Cosby, sure, make me a cappuccino. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Hindsight is but 2020. This... Oh, and then I was on 2020. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. But I was. That was weird. The cast on this Chappelle, well, Richard Lewis. Yes. Carrie. I love Rich. Richard Lewis. and I definitely are, are definitely friends. Isaac Hayes. That was good. My sister oh, Patty sure. danced with him at the rap party. That was awesome. Hello, children. Tracy Ullman. Love her. Patrick Stewart. Dom DeLuise. Dick her. Van Patten. I did okay. Patrick I didn't Stewart get to work with. I didn't work with some of them, but Dick Van Patten. Yeah. Go That's on. So, it's just so cool. Oh, it was wonderful. 
All right, so let me get back to the list. There's our list. <laughs> yeah, we just got the mask. Excellent, Jim Carrey. So you were you were uh, Cameron Diaz's best friend in that? No, no? come on. No, I was. Reporter. I was the newspaper oh, the reporter. reporter. She had no friends in it. She was just That's a right. glorious ray of sunshine, and I played the other girl. <laughs> My name was Peggy Brandt, and people still come up to me. She and turns a minute. Peggy Brandt. Ah, uh, spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. Uh, Jeez, you're right. What was that made? That yeah. was oh, uh, yeah. uh, '94. Yeah. And then Dracula, dead, dead and, and loving, loving it, it, which is what you were alluding to with why you could go to the horror. That and the horror thing also because of House Two, which is stupid, but people collect that stuff, and also. It's usually horror and fantasy. So because I played a mermaid, believe me, believe me, there's like a whole mermaid culture. Splash two. Uh... Yeah, there's like splash two people out there too that like that kind of stuff. Let's, but, yeah. but the cat. You got Mel Brooks again. Right. So but Harvey then, Corman. Harvey Corman and Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Oh was like the king. He was the king. Not funny in real life. Stephen Weber. Really? I got him the job. Which is a tie. To it was supposed to be Craig Bierko, I think. Um, you know Craig Bierko? I don't. You should follow him on How Twitter. How is Leslie Nielsen not funny in real life? Um, because he's his dry thing was dry. I mean, maybe he was. He wasn't funny on the set in real life. But his like dry humor thing and then saying the thing, it, he was just dry. And then he would like, Mel would say, and he'd go, and Mel's like, more me. Do more me. Yes. Print. <laughs> he was fine, but he was not, he was not, I mean, my fun time was spent, <laughs> we had just had an earthquake a while before that, and <laughs> Harvey Corman was listening to the Dodger game in his trailer, and Steve Weber and I got up on his trailer and started rocking <laughs> and he came out, he may have been in his underpants, I can't remember, but he had a, a pink boombox, that, that boom box, that was his, his daughter's that he ran out with, and so thought it was earthquake. Nice. So, so then we skip a couple. We go to Wings. Why do you skip a couple? Well, Bloodhounds Two, Sweet Dreams. I just I, for time Sweet Dreams. Just... Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh wait, wait. Let's no, go ahead. No, no. She's right. she's <laughs> my like she's my childhood crush. Right Tiffany there. Amber Tetons. I called her because of her big bosoms. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, she was great. Next Wings. So oh, yeah, I did that. For so three you got years. Stephen Weber the job on Dracula. Yeah, because I did. You also no. did you also get him the job on Wings? Are you crazy? <laughs> it's like you're crazy. No, because he they started Wings. Oh yeah, Wings was ninety four. Yeah, and okay. they had been doing it for like six years before I was on there. Six years, five years, seventy four episodes. Oh my god, I did the wow. last three years of it. It was super fun. Crystal Bernard. No comment. Is Steve it on Weber? Netflix? Can we watch it? Is it? It's on something. It's on. I we were saying before it's you got it. On Hulu one, one of those uh, rerun yeah. channel shows that I'm sure. No, Crystal was very funny, but Steve Weber and Tim Daly, awesome, and Tony Shalhoub still a buddy. Tony Shalhoub in church. Thomas Hayden yes, Church. Yes, he's great. He was. Oh, I love him. Oh my God, he Lowell. was great. Yeah. Oh man, this is so fun. The Odd Couple too. <laughs> I did a quick scene on that, again, a, a stewardess, also known as a flight attendant probably by those days, with Jack Lemmon I got to do a scene. And I, and I, I forget what it was, but I remember telling him how to figure out your stage name, like your middle name and the street you grew up on. I know there's lots of variations yeah. of that. And I forget what his was, but oh, he loved that. He wrote it down, like how to do it. <laughs> <That's a topical. laughs> nice. Oh, very cute. All right already. Oh, yeah, with Carol Liefer. 
You know Carol Leifer? Yes, of you course. better know Carol Leifer. And that was when the WB was young and new and a thing. And um, it was the first year of it. And we used to fly around on the Viacom jet. Remember we came here and there was like a party? It was like Channel 64 yeah, or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. WB 64 had a yeah. party. And it was um, in the jet was Ed McMahon and Tom Arnold and me and Carol Leifer because those are the people that had shows on the WB and we would go from town to town and do this kind of thing, but not as much fun. That's so fun. It was great. I love Tom Arnold, by the way. Um, he's great. He he's came and did our Brouhaha uh, event here did he? a couple years ago. Isn't he nice? He's so great. I know. I wonderful he's stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got some stories. I interviewed him. I, I apologize for being mad at him. Because everybody was mad at him when he was on Roseanne, right? Because everybody thought, oh, he just got the job because he's married to Roseanne Barr. And then later no, on, he has a career. He's fantastic. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I was one of the people that was mad. He goes, no, I got it, man. It's cool. Because you were someone successful, they think you're not successful. He, yeah, he, he was he, in True Lies. Yeah, just yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That. And, and, the, and the, the baby great. one where he played. What was the one where he played? He played and somebody was pregnant. Had two people pregnant at the same time. Oh, nine months. Yeah. With, with was, Hugh Grant. Yeah, wasn't he Yeah, it's a great with Julianne Moore. It's a great movie. Yes. I'm Julianne Less. <laughs> she came up to they me one time we were out of play. Yeah, that's hilarious. I was like, go over and say hi to her. I'm like, no, that's weird. Because people would say, are you Julianne? I, are you? Who this else do you get? You get somebody else. Oh, oh my God. When the TMZ bus goes by and I'm going, Marsha, what's her name from Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Um, Marsha, what's her name? Marsha, Oh, yeah. I um, but no, face. but I, and so, what's her name? I don't know, but and I know should, the I'm face. glad you don't know. I got up to, I was, John's like, go talk to Julianne Moore. She's like smiling at you. I'm like, mm. and I got it. But she came up to me and she went, I, you're on wings. And I'm like, I was on wings. She goes, people come up to me all the time and say they loved me on wings. I'm like, are you kidding me? So you're getting the tables. Sorry. Because <laughs> people would go right this way to me. And I'm like, oh. And they're like, and sit down. Will somebody be joining you? I'm like, no, I'm eating alone. Oh, I know. We'll put you in someplace private. I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. They think I'm Julianne Moore and I'm not. They're going to get a look, good look at me. Oh and, my God, that's hilarious. But I love her. <laughs> She's great. She's Big Lebowski is like one of my... she in that? Yeah. She is now. Okay. <laughs> you guys are making me think I have the wrong person. She's totally in it. She's... I never saw the Big Lebowski. I don't know. What? Yeah, me neither. That's one of my. We're gonna talk about this all right here. I'm getting excited because there's something on here that I didn't know, and I see it, and I want to get to it. But before that, you were on an episode of Just Shoot Me, which is fantastic, fantastic show. David Spade. He's like, hey babe, you look tense. You want a V chip? I guess it was supposed to be Vicodin or something. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that since, and I'm like, remember when you offered me a V-chip? And I go, was that Valium or Vicodin? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it was. So then it's... I don't think he does V-chips anymore. That was a long time ago. An untitled Phil Hendry project. Oh, I love him. We talked about him on this show. I don't know if these guys know him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, so the, he's the guy we it. talked about that he has a radio show Does he where still he do would it? call yeah, in a, as, yeah. he, now it's as a as a guest to his own radio show. And he'd and be he would also interview be, himself. But he'd be does voices and But wait, yeah. he'd be him, he'd be Phil Hendry, he'd be the guest on the show who was either sitting there or on the radio and sometimes a caller calling in. But the callers yeah. would call and you would swear and people, actors would go and watch him because they couldn't believe it. You'd swear he overlapped himself. But he just had two mics that he would do stuff. And like a background noise said, playing on one mic. Yeah, yeah, like an ambient sound. And I was like, Phil, how do you know? Because he would 
screen it too. How would you know? He goes, because there are people, I hate to say this, there are people that listen to radio, then there are people that call in. And the people that call in are all in. They're already ready. I mean, they're, and they're, people just didn't, yeah. didn't get it. And he was so wonderful. So they did a sh Steve Levitan, who then did Just Shoot Me, did a, uh, Just Shoot Me and Modern Family, did, and, and, <laughs> yeah, had, and had cast me on yeah. Wings originally and got my kid into nurse school. Anyway, Steve. The only person that, that Phil didn't play was his wife and his kids, but he played everybody else. It was an animated thing. And I played his wife, and Sarah played his daughter. So I played her mom, which I say, you can't say that unless you say it's animated, because I'm not old enough to be your mom. But so it was just working with... Sarah. Silverman. There you go. Oh, sorry. Sarah Silverman awesome. and, and Phil Hendry, and it was so much fun. And it didn't go. Something, uh -huh. Some other crap thing went instead. But. Dan Whitney, Larry the Cable Guy, yeah. turned me on to him. He was asking if I'd ever heard of him. And I was living in L.A. at the time. And he was like, you can get him on the regular radio there. And I was driving. It was on fairly late in the evening. And I was, I was driving back. And I finally got to listen to it. And I was, like, obsessed instantly. Cause he, and he's such a nice guy in real life. But he played he play women, too, on this show. Where are you? Oh, it was crazy. And there were characters. And almost like, Jonathan, and almost like Jonathan Winters. I never thought of that. But, like, that real old school, like, completely, like, dissolved into the character wonderful and, and if you we talked about it on the show but he what he does or what he did for his radio show is at the beginning of the show he would tell you i'm going to call into my own show as yeah. different characters and nobody would and he's like inevitably someone's gonna tune in halfway through this show not even they're halfway. not gonna hear me yeah. say that mm -hmm. they're not gonna know that, that that it's me and then they're gonna call in and that's when the fun begins so i guess he would screen like during commercials and if the person's like, can I talk to, I'm so mad at whatever, and he could just tell who it was. But it's, they're out there. I'm sure they're on YouTube and yeah. other places or podcasts. Like, find them because they are, well, he, you know. He bought his old archive. When he left, he was employed by Clear Channel. That's and he right. left Clear Channel and he said, I want my master tapes. They're like, <laughs> go ahead, take them. What, are they, what good are they? And so, yeah, he has them all. And he's also in an episode of Marin, so you can actually see him kind of do that thing while Marin's watching him and then the plot is Marin and him do a project together but you can see him a little bit doing it actually You're in the kidding. studio yeah yeah so you can see a little peek behind the curtain there oh, Marin yeah. is but so Marin is so great I got to see him work out a bit I do this thing called Uncabaret that's been in LA forever and they brought it back where it's a very tiny little space but but comics come and work out new stuff and Margaret Cho comes in and Sarah used to go in Sarah Silverman um, and I was there and I would and they also have singers and I would I went in and, and sang a couple songs and Mark Maron was sitting at this tiny little bar and he got up and he did I can't even do two seconds of it the filthiest <laughs> fi and just but hilarious yeah I love him he's so great if you're out there I'm sure he listens. He's, yeah, he, he's a friend of the show. He gets pointers for his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get a towel, yeah. Since he shirts. So then uh, Life on a Stick? Oh, yeah. That only couple of those made it on the air, but it was a thing that was for Fox, and it was, I don't know, uh, Matt Glaive. Do you know who Matt Glaive is? No. You've seen him. He was the fiancé. I feel like I remember this show, though. Scene. Yeah, because they... they, air, they they pushed it so much. It was on after American Idol, but it was just like wah, wah. my friend Maz Jobrani was on that and show. And Maz, that's that was I that's my that. takeaway yeah. from Maz and I loved 
Maz and I did premium blend together. You did? Fun fact, yeah. Okay. Then That's So Raven. You came full circle Ooh, with the Cosby yeah. kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited for this one. That's So Raven. Yes, I played the mom of her friend, la da da Vanderpoop. What's her name? Uh, I don't know her name. Vanderpool. Hudipole. Um, and I got to, the fun thing was they let me do a, a stunt on a, what do you call those things? Those people riders? Segways. Segways, where I got to crash into things. And also, Raven herself, we did a scene where we played leapfrog, and I was behind her, and she said, oh, I shouldn't have had those beans. And then I leapfrogged over her right as she was farting in real life. <laughs> And I nice. just barely, and I said, you don't ever have to tell anyone when you eat beans. I think we know, Raven. You know what? That is, that is so Raven. It is so, so effing Raven. She's very cool. Shorty McShort Shorts. Oh, stupid. Worst week. Fun. And then hot in Cleveland. Yes! I got to kiss Valerie Bertinelli. <coughs> nice. Yeah. It was like the third episode. And I play somebody that a rock and roll chick that she always loved, and then like we become friends, but she doesn't know I'm coming on to her. But the best part was introducing Mike here to Valerie Bertinelli mm, at the rap party. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was uh, was Betty White on set? Yes, I love Betty White. I mean, you and I know like I've known Betty royalty. a long time. Yes. I've Seriously. known Betty a long time. I knew all the ladies on it, but does Betty White have a temper? She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she seems. She's she can fan. Snap. Fantastic. There's some incredible thing going on with her where she has just figured it out. Well, they said on Saturday Night Live, they were saying, I was was listening to something the other day, and they said, on Saturday Night Live, the key is to read the cue cards. And she is at such an age where she can't read them anymore. So she memorized the whole thing and every beat and... And, and I do wow. something with the Cincinnati shirts when I'm putting them on celebrities, which I call the Betty White, because I invented it for Betty White, which is this. I brought the set, because there's there's a picture of the all the ladies wearing the shirts. Do you have that picture? I do not have that You're crazy. I'll give you all the pictures. And so when I went over there, and I gave the and I was going to try to put the shirt on, on Betty for the Team Ritter, and she goes, oh, honey, I can't lift my arms up over my head. So I cut it up the back, and I got some C-clamps from the grips, yeah. the lighting guys. And so she put it on like a slanket, you know, <laughs> and then I gripped it in the back. So that's what I do whenever you see all the celebrities yeah. when I go to the set so they don't have to mess up their hair and makeup. I come while they're in makeup, and I always have one cut up the back, which now I, I put, like, just little clips on. That's well, we so can make fun. it Team Ritter Snuggy next year. If can you? Uh, I'm sure we could probably <laughs> You can make lots out. of things for me. <laughs> I want to meet Wendy Malik, so that's she's who I want wonderful. you to introduce me to. Yes, she's the best. I, I always, when I go to an audition, I pretend I'm Wendy Malik. I either do Wendy Malik or I do um, T- Holland Taylor. I just steal from actresses I like, and because I don't sound like them, they can't tell I'm doing them. But John was always just doing Lucille Ball, so that's what he said, and Jerry Lewis. It makes total sense you when you say to. that. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royal reunion. Oh, stupid! <laughs> On a ship uh, with with um, Dean, Dean Kane. Awful. Little women, big cars, and little women, big cars too. Oh, that was webisodes where we were doing what we called whacking, which is web acting, which is nobody's going <laughs> to see it. Just shake it, shake it out. The four to niners. Four to niners. Oh yeah, TV that was movie. another. That was another whacking job. Bones, you were on an episode of Bones. Loved it. Emily Deschanel is like the best person in the world, and she's my my daughter-in-law's best friend, so that's good. An episode of Modern Family, which could be argued as one of the funniest shows I've ever created. This year? What? Have you seen it? 
Not this year. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As the kids go through puberty, it's any sitcoms done after that, right? It's funny, but shows become like self-conscious where they lean into the characters, and you can kind of see stuff coming. I like it. I liked being on it. I was but on it, it was on my better. I was on it on my on my birthday, so that made me happy. I think my fiftieth birthday. How fun is that? Super fun. Workaholics. The best. I, with Jack Black. Jack I, Black was on the show. And they asked me to do it because uh, when the Workaholics, the producers from Workaholics originally, when they were just doing it as like a 15-minute sizzle yeah, kind of thing, yeah. asked me to be on it. I didn't know the guys, the ones that are actually the comedy team that they hired to be the guys. I just knew the producers. And I was like, oh, this is, I can't do it. And I backed out of it. So then years later, it had been on a couple years, and they said, can you come black Jack Black's gonna be on it can you come and be on it I was like oh yeah so much fun those guys Anders and I still talk that's so fun I love him Um, it was one of those shows that I had heard from people like oh it's really funny you should watch it and like I felt like Comedy Central kind of did a disservice with some of the commercials for it because it was always like the easiest joke potty humor but there was the acting and like some of the even some of the story well that's like Always Sunny where you, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is the best. You can take like just the poopy potty humor, but the the characters are where it's at, and I thought that's what it was like for yeah. workaholics um, too. And then the last one listed is Pretty Little Liars, which is a... Stupid show. It's stupid, <laughs> but it's ginormous. It's ginormous, and my friend Melanie Mayron was the director of it, and she asked me to come on and do it. You know Melanie Mayron? Do you remember 30-something? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, It was on opposite something else I did watch there, Uh, as I recall. And in those days, Uh, you had to choose. I did. uh, I I do social media for Airheads and Mentos, and some people on the Pretty Little Liars writing staff and cast are huge Airheads fans. We've sent Airheads to them multiple occasions to the writer's room. I mean, I can can Mike Mike and Ike person. (laughs) Mike and Ike. Mm -hmm. What are they called? That's my brother a, Rex, thing, right? my brother X Rex won't eat the pink, uh, good and plenties. Good and plenty. Remember good and plenties? Yeah. The white and pink ones. Good and fruities. Remember those? Good. And yeah, fruity. good and fruities. Yeah. That's kind of a Mike and Ike thing. I can make. What is it? Mike, Mike and Ike. Mike, Mike. And hot tamales. Hot tamales. My dad had a grocery store, and I ate so much candy that if I sneeze hard, all my teeth will fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so much candy. Am I right? I mean, that's all you. That's done. our show. Um, <laughs> now I want to get into. Uh, you said you met John on uh, Problem Child. Tell us about, yeah, how how that flourished. That, that how that flourished and everything. Yeah, we know, met uh, on set romance that evolved. we became friends on the show, and then it, yes, it slowly evolved. But we met at a director Dennis Dugan's house. Do you know Dennis Dugan from Dennis the Dugan. Rockford Files? Yes. Richie Brockelman. Richie Brockelman, yes. who then, wow. he was also on Moonlighting. She marries him on Moonlighting, Sybil Shepherd. I think that's the one that she marries on Moonlighting. When that was on think. Opposite Crime Story, did not see. Jeez, old Pete. <laughs> In those days, right? That's right. why we have to go back and more elderly. I had auditioned for something and didn't get it, like Sunny Spoon. You remember the show? Uh, and and didn't and didn't get it, and, and supposedly... Um, Dennis Dugan wrote my name down and then called me in for Problem Child. And he said, when you come back, look more. You have to look a little bit older. You have to look a little bit more desperate. And so I wore this um, sweatshirt that your mom had made me with sparkles on it. <laughs> I'm saying to me. And I got the part. Very exciting. And it was 
I didn't know it was going to be so much fun. I couldn't tell from the script. But when I got down there, I mean, John made that movie. He should have been doing many, many, many more movies. He could do all kinds of movies. But um, we shot it in Dallas. The kid was, and Michael, I know Michael Oliver now, great guy. He didn't seem like he was so into it at the time. His parents were very into him, I think, being in showbiz, so they would like bribe him with candy, like he was a monkey. Really? Mm-hmm. But it was, it turned out great. And who knew it was going to, I mean, when we signed, because you signed like, oh, a three picture, you know, like if there's an, if there's a sequel, if there's a sequel, everybody's like, just do it like for the second. Okay. Like nobody thought it was going to, but what happened was, as far as I remember, they released it in the summer and a lot of people went to see it and made like, it was a big deal, like $26 million the first weekend. Yeah, I don't I know anything. The right. And then, but when kids got back to school with their their friends, they thought, well, what if when kids get back into school, because before movies were like right on, you could watch them. Yeah. What if we put it out again because I want to watch it with you or you didn't see it. And so there was a whole nother wave in September where they put the movie out again in September and people went back to the theaters and saw it. Weird. Wow. I mean, that's another one. I mean, um, John, Jack Warden, Michael Oliver, Gilbert Gottfried, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Peter Jurassic. Peter Jurassic. You don't know who that is. I don't. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Peter Jurassic played the, the next door neighbor who is the who was like the sporty guy that and in the lot and the kids were all from Dallas, so like half the people in the movie talk like this. <laughs> Dallas was a great place to shoot, though. Talk a little bit about the foundation and, and the work you're doing with that. Well, after John passed away, the thing that he passed away from, I had never heard of it. It's called an aortic dissection. And I'm like, what is the aorta? I mean, you kind of remember these things when you're on a test, and it's because they treated him for a heart attack, and he never was having a heart attack. It was never anything wrong with his heart. It was his aorta, which is the main artery shaped like a candy cane kind of that goes up from your heart and all the way down to your kidneys to your legs everything and so it's the main the main source of blood for your body from your heart and the inside of it if it becomes unstable can shred tear a little bit and then so when the blood is pumped at such a rate and such pressure which it always is from your heart if it goes to the inside of the lining it's like when you put on a jacket that's kind of old, and if you put your arm through a hole in the lining instead of through the sleeve, when you're putting it on, it's like, ah. So the blood is going into just the lining instead of going where it needs to go to the rest of the body. Gotcha. And it's, there's genetic cause for most of it, genetic predisposition. And I saw none of this online. And there was work being done, but it wasn't very well funded. So I started the foundation just for awareness for people that go in with chest pain to know that it might be this other thing. And I spoke to doctors and thoracic surgeons and literally the, <laughs> literally the first um, thing I did at, the, at Yale, I walked into a room of thoracic surgeons and went, 
Welcome to Thoracic Park. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Hey. Nothing. Except my, my stepdaughter Carly was there and she just kind of heard gunk like she put her head down like, ah. <laughs> but anyway, I was trying to loosen them up. Sure. But um, they, they're loosened up now. They're used to me. This was so many years ago, 2003. And I, I speak all over about it. Um, raise money, like I said, Team Ritter, but also then there's the John Ritter Research Program in aortic and vascular dissection, big long name, and it's become kind of the the woman in charge of it, the researcher, Dr. Diana Milowitz, is kind of like in that esoteric world of genetic research, she's kind of like above the title, like if you can get her to your thing, because she has now, there are 18 different genes to test for, for aortic dissection, and there was like she she like found the first couple of them so it's a a giant thing that's being unraveled and and the the puzzle of what causes this and what different genes cause it in different ways like some people their aortas become aneurysmal big and dissect at in their 30s and some not till their 60s and and some women when you hear of a woman dying in childbirth of an aneurysm you think brain aneurysm plenty of times it's it's the other aneurysm but it's kind of co-opted by other things that are aneurysmal in your body like your lower aorta and this and that that people don't know to go in and and check when they have if you have somebody in your family first degree relative parent cousins kids sibs that have had that have an aneurysm or have survived or succumbed to an aneurysm or dissection you are at high high risk john's brother tommy his aorta started to become aneurysmal because you get checked every year so it started to get like you would see in a, a garden hose that gets bigger like a bubble in a tire and so they knew tommy's was going to dissect and here's a good spoiler he's fine he lived but he wouldn't have known to check it if his brother hadn't died from it. So, so we want people you... to know if you have the gene that... I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. So, I... yeah. So a lot of times now, but before you wouldn't even know. And they think John and, and, and Tommy's dad, Tex Ritter, passed away from that because he died of what goes into the massive heart attack. It goes into the, 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 the you know, that kind of category if you don't know if you're not autopsied and you just kind of clutch your chest and fall over which Tex Ritter the singing cowboy was bailing one of his band members out of jail and at early 60s just kind of died very suddenly now going backwards knowing that John died from an, an aortic dissection and Tommy the other brother would have died from it they think maybe that it's from Tex we don't have our gene yet there are lots and lots of genes our family doesn't know so all of the relatives of John just behave as if they have it, which means they have a, an echocardiogram every year to measure to see if they're aorta, just like a woman would with a mammogram. So but everybody... Uh, my my you, question was, if you find you, out you have it, or uh, what is their treatment for Oh, absolutely, it? yeah, because Tommy had... It's a surgery. Um, if It depends on what part of your aorta would become aneurysmal. But Tommy had his aortic arch, which is like that top part of the candy cane, replaced. So it can, it's, you know, bionic man. So he's fine. And sometimes wow. if it's your, if it's the um, the valve, you have to have the valve replaced. But it's, it, it's one of those things. And what's interesting is Dr. Milowitz, you know, a lot of people study cancer and study. And she was fascinated and wanted to do this. 
because it was kind of the it was it kind of ignored because people were like, well, you die like that. You don't know whether you're going to have it one day. You you know lift weights over your body weight one, and uh, yeah, they think it's like a heart attack. Yeah. But there's so many ways to to prevent it and it's curable. So you have hope when you tell somebody, look, you've had this, you lived through it. We're going to test all your kids and if you come up with one of these genes, we know which kid has to be tested all the time and when they get to a certain age, we know to look for it and you can you can fix it. It's not something that you go, oh, I don't want to know if I have it, which people still do, which is idiotic to me. It is. Fixable. I'm not comparing um, my entertainment career to yours, and I'm not comparing Cincy Shirts to the work you're doing for the Ritter Foundation, but... You do great work. Well, I know the stuff you do. Don't act like that. Well, I'm just saying... Not your career, honey. Me, I'm sorry. Just your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charity boy. But seriously, great. like... You know, I was on this path of like, this is what I want to do. This is where my focus is. This is where I'm going to put all my energy. And then we started Cincy Shirts and, and our t-shirt business is sort of like a side thing for me. Darren was pouring his heart into it every day. And it grew to something. It, it overtook my the path that I was on in the entertainment business. And I'm just curious, like at this point in your career, like you're still out there working why but are you it, saying it overtook it don't you still do stuff i do but it's not i don't put the time into yeah. it that i i probably need to to continue to stay on a trajectory i'm very lucky that i can still do it and i still find it fun but i was just curious like for you yeah like you're doing such important like which one is my seriously important yeah. things like has it is that the reason you I'm not from, working? Is it, I mean, are, are you trying to work as much or does this take up too I much am time? Just, or, or do now, you love doing this? And I that's think why? It was, it's a, a lot of things why I haven't really put myself out there where I didn't want to leave town. I've got a kid. I've got stepkids. I've got grandkids. I've got grandkids. I, that I didn't want because a lot of the work is out of town for me and there, I couldn't have done it. And now everybody's situated, college, married, kids. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really wanting to. So I went over to my agent's house for game night. You know that game night that you, the show on TV? Actually, yeah. my stepson was on it the other night. The real game night started at my agent's house, Jonathan Howard, for Innovative, Vice President of Innovative. And he still has his like homegrown one there. And it is so much fun and so crazy. And I forget. So you have to kind of put yourself back out there and like go, hey, I'm here. If I called him and said, send me out for everything, even stuff uh, stuff out of town, stuff where I'd have to sign a contract, there were things that I was like shy of, like you said, that responsibility of it. But now what's great is the foundation is more solidified where there's a, there's a board, there's the this, there's a that. Because it was just me and my one of my best friends, Jen Vaserka, who I've known forever, doing everything, doing everything. And thank God you send the t-shirts now because I used to basically all the, I used to like have t-shirts made, have them all in my, in the, but now I have like people to do that. And I'm learning how to delegate that because yeah. I do need to get back to put myself out there for acting. And there's so much, and also writing because that's, I mean, all the time. Weber and I have been trying to write something forever. Steve Weber. That's awesome. You just need more you time. I don't know about that. I'm sick of me. 
But how cool is that though? Was it, I mean, you you weren't uh, you, you didn't have a medical background or anything, and now you're able no. to you know fund this research that's. Well, I've uh, always been know, a I've always been a science nerd. As as poorly as I did in school, I was smart about science stuff, and so when I would go to these, I wouldn't just get up and do my spiel and then take the next train back to New York. I sit and I listen to all the science and what I don't understand, I've made friends that will explain it to me. And the more you sit there and are exposed to it and you're dealing with people that that are experts in their very esoteric specific part of it and it can be Well, you're at Yale. I mean, well, Yale you're not and, just and at a clinic. <laughs> and, no, but but every, that's right. But you know you're what right. I'm saying? Like, it, I would feel that way at my doctor's office. Like, you're well, not at, at your doctor's office. Well, you you're get a what place I'm saying. where your doctor's doctor, doctor goes, and your doctor goes for additional training in something. That's what so, I'm yeah. saying. Is like, I feel overwhelmed with the, the lingo and the, you know, trying yeah. to process things yeah. on, on such a small level. Like, you're talking with some of the smartest medical if minds. If anything in the- ever comes up you want to ask me about, I somehow know, I, of course, I am not a doctor, and I've never played one on TV. <laughs> but no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Shirley. been many patients, but... Um, She's played a Shirley before. hey I saw it coming. <laughs> but I, I let you have it, I I let you have it Michael. Um, I advise people of how to talk to doctors and get the, the best thing, because miscommunication can kill you. Yes. And if, if something is not on that doctor's mind that you know that you are at risk for because of your family history, you absolutely should know your family history inside and out. Keep it in a thing in your wallet in case you are conked out somewhere and they try to do something that's not happens to be help. deleterious to your specific condition. Yeah. Um, yeah I said deleterious. Anybody want to? No, this is impressive. Okay. It's one of those words you just like, yes, I'm, I'm sure she used it, right? All the time. <laughs> and so the Team Ritter stuff that you've done in uh, L.A. and yeah. New York, uh-huh. you're, you're wanting to put together a Team Ritter for the Flying Pig? Yes, I had a small team last year. Mike's wife and Mike's sister, not Mike, and some friends. And some friends <laughs> ran it. All and of then, Mike's friends, Mike's children, right. everyone and then, but Mike. My buddy, who's the actual the team coordinator, Ed Kooning, who you've talked to before, I mm-hmm. think. And he's run all over the world. And he has a charity called Johnny's Good Guys dedicated to his friend who died of an aortic dissection. Another John? Another a John. different John. Yeah, Johnny's Good Guys. And so, but now he also works with us. And he is the most amazing, like, team coordinator and, like, coach... So we're, how do we get a t- how do we get a big team Ritter contingency here in Cincinnati? We're gonna do it. Okay, how do you want to do it? Uh, well, the great thing about Cincinnati is you can run the marathon. I think you can run a half marathon, and you can do the relay, which is four parts. In New York, it's only the marathon, so it's hard to get marathon yeah. people. But if you want to run for Team Ritter, you're gonna have to raise a little money, and there's some little things to do. But you will get a free shirt. Or several. What yeah. do we give them? Like five shirts a piece or something? That's I too much. We're gonna have to take that back. Yeah. Um, that decision is not up to okay. us. Okay. Why don't we you do your bidding? Thank you. You can go Eventually. to the um, the John Ritter Foundation Facebook page or the John Ritter Foundation website, which is johnritterfoundation.org, and there'll be a place to sign up. When are you gonna air this? A uh, week from. Tomorrow. I'll make sure there's a place to sign up. <laughs> Flying Pig, which is, is it, what, when is it? It's May something. May. 
Yeah, first week in May. Yeah. Oh God, Since Ursuline has asked me to like come and like speak to be do some kind of for arts night or something. <laughs> Don't tell them we're here. No. Yeah. So maybe that'll all be happening together. And the last thing about John, and I bring this up because you're here because you told me about this, is uh -oh. the tie to Jimmy Kimmel and getting him on the uh, side of the, the Hollywood side. High School. Yes. Yeah, Hollywood High. Jimmy Kimmel is a huge fan, right? It was like his of you of John of John, and John was a huge fan of, of Jimmy's, and John had done uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show, which was newish out then, mm -hmm. right? In yeah. two thousand and three, in the spring, and then um, and they and Jimmy had done a a bit on the show. Jimmy Kimmel had done a bit on the show about. John, I tipped him off, or John's secretary Sue tipped him off that John was a little bit nose out of joint, chagrined that he his mural wasn't on Hollywood High because John had gone to Hollywood High, and he, and he was, was a big Lawrence man Fish, on Cubby. Lawrence Fishburne. It was uh, on on the front. Judy it was Garland. A, Judy Garland, a bunch of people that had gone to Hollywood High and some that hadn't, and so Jimmy said, "I'll get you on there." He promised John, "I would I'll get you on there," and then after John passed away, Jimmy. Like, really did it, like, nose to the grindstone. Beep, beep. Had um, <laughs> gone to, like, city council meetings. Under the under the radar. Like, under the radar. Like, he was not seeking any attention for this. To get he John goes on the under the And he told John on the show, like, I'm going to get you on. And John's like, oh, whatever, whatever. And Jimmy said, I will. And then John passes away. And then Jimmy quietly goes about this. It was not in... I sent you pictures, but yeah. it was not That was like, until then. I didn't even know it. Yeah, I mean, he was... no. He Jimmy is, Jimmy had no. had told Jason at a at a poker game, oh yeah, you're, I'm putting your dad's thing up on there, and he's like, oh, what? And so it was the Maloof brothers, these this rich Lebanese family from Las Vegas that own the Sacramento Kings, yeah, the Kings and the yeah, the yeah, casinos. and they own a lot of real estate in L.A. And Jimmy knew them from Las Vegas, and they donated through I think their thing. Mm -hmm a lot of money to, to Hollywood High School if they would do this mural of John they would pay for the mural of John and the city had to be in on it and everything because um, it's a public high school and they gave lots of money I forget how much a lot to the um, high school theater department and then they did this beautiful mural the same artist Eloy Torres who's a pretty famous uh, artist in Los Angeles who does murals. It's he really has, good. He has the whole the side, whole of, side of, it. of it. And he's I like know. holding so, the curtain yeah. back. It's and really if you cute. walk out yeah. of Jimmy Kimmel's um, studio out the back door, it's right, it's right there. there. It's that like is, Jimmy uh, Parks and it's right there. You can see yeah. it. That so is cool. So when was really that completed? 2009? Yeah. 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 I remember when nine. you went out for it. It was really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. That is really cool. It's very neat. Man. Don't sigh. It's okay. I'm I'm sad it's over. Oh, is it over? I mean, I'm sad too. So Let's go to the Echo. Get some. My mom used to take me there, and we she would get go to Zips. Blackberry pie. She goes, oh, it gets caught in my dentures. Echo's Echo's bre breakfast. Zips is lunch. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Um. So how can people follow you? And by the way. Come here. Don't be such a chick if I don't text you back right away. What are you talking okay. about? I've got a, I've got a whole life. <laughs> Come on. It's that's okay. him. No, no. That no, was that's me. him. I was no, thinking. Because you. you wrote, no, no, on mine you wrote. We go back and forth with You them. wrote something, something zips. 
uh, talking about you at and zips, never and then zips but no, and then and then at night when I look sarcasm. at my phone, listen to me. Uh, when I look uh, at my phone like I'm a person, didn't come through. But wait, and then I look, and then it's sarcasm. like I guess that's a no, and I pulled them over to the side, and I'm like, twenty minutes later, I don't get twenty minutes. Maybe I was taking a lady shower. No. It was total sarcasm because I'm the worst at getting back to both of you. By the way, you are, but you've gotten <laughs> yes. better. And if I know if I send you a That's picture why of Sarah I was being or something, sarcastic. you might be Okay, come not, on, you're guys. not a chick. I love you it's both. It's not a bad I thing love to be both a chick, of you. but okay, great. He, when he first told me that you were here. his aunt, he sent me a 8x10 of you and of John signed to me, and I ha- still have it in my house. It says, I hear you're Mr. Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> It still cool. have it. And then now here we are. Mr. Hyde Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T-shirt Well, that was fun. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So how can people c- catch up with you? It we was, know you've talked me? about John. Another hour. No, we talked I... about the John Ritter Foundation. How do people catch up with me? Yeah. Uh, you're, on, you're on the Twitter. I'm on Instagram. What's Let's my name see. on Instagram? Is it Yazbek Amy? No, you're like the real Amy Esbeck or something. No, that's not Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. Twitter. That's, no, that's Julian Moore's. Callback. On Twitter, I'm Amy Yazbeck, the Amy Yazbeck for the number four real, which is stupid. And Henry Winkler stole my handle. He's Henry Winkler for real. But um, <laughs> Henry, but I'm yeah, I'm no Yazbeck Amy. Yazbeck Amy. See, there you are. So catch up with me on there because I don't have any very many followers, but I'd love to. Yep, gotta work on I'll that. I'll take well, I'll take pictures all the time. I said no, I didn't know how to do it, but I'm, I'm gonna learn how to do it. It's intimidating. Thank well, you for being for a old. friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Do boo ba do ba do do. Second time she's sang. Mm. Yeah. Told you she has talent. Tex Ritter. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. Fun stuff. All the Team Ritter stuff. You're holding the Tex yeah. Ritter album. Was that Kevin Nealon? That's Bozo approved, it says. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Oh, what One a of the nice best. guy. Of course, Jason Ritter's on here. Tom Bergeron. We're wrapping up. Thank you both for being here. Thank Please you. come back. Hey, how can you can you, can you follow Mike? No. Uh, yes, you know struggle. what? Yes. Yeah. Titanic, Titanic struggle, yeah. man. I'm taking credit for the name. Oh, he's a Titanic Struggle. So for Reds fans out there who are on Twitter (laughs) who want the best Marty quotes from pretty much every game, I don't know how you keep up with it, to be honest with you. I've seen him do it. Uh, Follow at Titanic Struggle, and it's the best of Marty Brenneman (laughs) year-round. You do a great job. Yeah, Yeah, he's fun. He's, so, a, he's the best. Follow follow, uh, follow Mike. And, and find Mike Ziliox, just however you can find him. Good luck. He's, he's in a Cincinnati Bell commercial. Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you are. Didn't you say this was over, right? We're done? We're still We're recording. Oh, great. <coughs> I got a coupon here. Your whole, family, your whole family sounds it. That's right. So the last thing, every episode we ask our guests to give us. Can I be a model for your T-shirts? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's do that later. Let's do it. Um, like with pants, not like Porky Pig style. <laughs> with a little Jewish man in him. No, it won't be you. Um, it wouldn't have been me anyway. Um, we ask our guests to give us a, a word that people can use as a coupon that'll be good until the next episode comes out. So if you could give us one word, that will save people money mm-hmm. uh, until our next episode is released. I'm going to give you the word and I'm going to tell you what it means because it's used incorrectly all the time. The word is decimate. It doesn't mean to destroy completely. It means to destroy 10% on purpose. Decimate. Oh. Ooh. Wow. 10%. Ooh. 
Well, it's going to be worth 20%. Whoa! That's the trick. (laughs) So decimate. You got to look at it. If you don't know, you got to look it up. Yep. D-E-C-I-M-A-T-E. DECA. That could give you your first hint. It means 10%. It's how you, like, would burn the fields 10% so things would have things to grow. But then people call it... I was yeah. decimated. So if they did that, yeah. would, would that cure the wildfires out there? If they would have. Oh, uh, if they no, that's just that's just raking. Oh yeah, <laughs> rake. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh, that's another episode. That's whole, that's yeah, you don't want <laughs> you don't want me on there. So put in the the word decimate online. You'll save twenty percent on your order <laughs> until our next episode comes out, or stop into one of our three locations: Amazing. OTR, Hyde Park, Loveland, and uh, you can save twenty percent if you tell us the word. Decimate. I want to so. see Loveland store. I haven't seen that one. It's gorgeous. Is it? It really is. Can you take me there? Sure. It's very, very nice. cool, yes. Is there a Graders near there? Right, there actually right around is. the corner. Is. Really? Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay, I'll do it. How late are you open tonight? Uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. All of your stores are near a Graders. Is that on purpose? Yeah, is that by design? It's not an accident. Yeah. Shout out to Kathy Graders. Grader. Chip. Grader. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Amy Yazbeck, wasn't that fabulous? We really could have gone on all afternoon, but I think the woman had things to do, and they were getting hungry, and they, they wanted to go to lunch. So uh, everybody went to lunch. Uh, I edited it together the episode, and, uh, and that's what you had. There you go. And, uh, you know, if you enjoyed that, well, first of all, let me, let's me let get some other things out of the way. The uh, JohnRitterFoundation.org is where you want to go for all your uh, John Ritter for aortic health information, and, you know, you can find all about uh, what's going on with that and what Amy's doing with that. And she said she was going to put that link on there as well for Team Ritter so you can get more information on that so and also be sure to follow uh that was her cousin mike back there uh they're actually uh, that's her nephew I, I think i thought they were cousins because they're close in age um as you heard and so they're 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 very close and uh he has that twitter handle uh with the titanic struggle which is all of the great bits that marty says during the reds game so follow that at titanic struggle there on twitter there you go all right and then now that out of the way we invite you to go back and plunder the cincy shirts archives if you like the tvs and the movies john cheesewater's been on twice uh once just talking about tv in general and and here in cincinnati and then we had that deep dive on wkrp right before thanksgiving uh, other great Hollywood stories came from, of all places, Dean Gregory, because, of course, you know, uh, Bob Hope was very tight with the Gregories of Montgomery and fame, so we talked not only about ribs, but all these great stories about Bob Hope. It was awesome. Check that one out. Uh, also, Frank Marzullo, Randy Rico, Duke Sinatra from The Gary Burbank Show, Finn Rock, Mo Egger, Cash Wright, Mike Mathis, Johnny Bench, who uh, was also on the podcast. Go back and check that one out. So... And really, all the episodes are great, as I always like to say. Haunted Cincinnati, Abandoned Cincinnati, those are ones to check out, too, even though there aren't big names on there. Fascinating topics, and they're still among the most downloaded episodes. So be sure to tell your friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area. Uh, maybe they went to school here or vice versa. They uh, they've you know, lived here for a time and moved away or, or some such and are still fond of the area. Tell them about the show. Uh, today's show was produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. And you can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, 
Pittsburgh. Uh, let me see where else. Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, Philadelphia at OldSchoolShirts.com. Similar to Cincy Shirts, but it's the versions in those cities. You know, uh, defunct restaurants, sports teams, shopping centers, and that sort of thing. And uh, you, you can use the uh, promo code you heard there, which, by the way, is decimate, if you missed it. Decimate, uh, which Amy pointed out, means to only destroy 10% of on purpose. But you can use that to save 20%. Uh-huh. So I wonder what it means to take 20% off of something on purpose. In any case, use Decimate to take 20% off your CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or you can come into the brick-and-mortar stores in Over the Rhine, Hyde Park, and Loveland and just say Decimate, and they will give you 20% off of your entire order. There you go. So follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. Bye.